0: thanks so much for coming on the sales and sports podcast it's a real pleasure to have you on um typically we kick off by giving the floor to the guest so we'd love to hear a bit about yourself um, who are you what are you doing now in the tech industry and we'll take from there
1: yes thanks for having me jack yeah an absolute pleasure um so yeah my name is matt betty um i'm the vice president of sales across europe for a company called Illumi. Um, so we work in the learning development space, and we provide software to organisations that allow them to manage their their training and their personal development um, yeah, through the software, um, sort of a learning management system, effectively, and and then there's sort of everything else um, around that.
0: Amazing, and and as it's the um, sales and sports podcast, is is epic to have an ex athlete on. So we'd love to for the listeners. We'd love to hear. Um, how you got into the tech space your transition from professional rugby and i guess maybe starting even even before that and going from traditional education and have you studied anything and if you had any passions from studies or was it always sports so really just talking about your journey from school to where you are today yeah
1: Absolutely. So I was, I was, I grew up in Blackpool and um, you can tell by the Northern accent, I've not lost it. I've tried to a little bit sometimes, but managed to keep hold of it. So I grew up in Blackpool and I went to a, uh, um, say a rough school, but it's, um, you know, a pretty, uh, you know, state school there they didn't play rugby it was very football oriented so i grew up with you know football cricket and um yeah joined the local rugby club and then i fell in love with rugby so i managed to get a scholarship to a private school um that wasn't too far down the road and that's when i sort of realized that education is um, also part of, of sport in in the sense of that um especially with rugby you can you can do both together right so i um from there I did um, did my sixth yeah I did my uh, two years there in lower sixth and upper sixth and did my A levels and uh, yeah, then I got into the island Under 18 um, squad at the time, and got us got offered a scholarship at Hartbury College, which is a well-known rugby university and so i went down there in gloucester and um yeah signed for gloucester academy as well and so they supported me through my journey in um in getting a degree as well so i started studying sports coaching science pretty much like every budding rugby player does i think they can just do a bit of coaching science but actually kind of fell in love with the coaching element of it um Mm. But the application wasn't right for me, so I went into then uh, transferred to sports business management, which I guess is quite relevant to to obviously what I'm involved in doing now, um, which is which is running a business. So um, yeah, you know, at the time I didn't think it would ever be relevant. I just thought it was there was some crossover there. But actually looking back, there was so much that I learned without realising it that I use day to day now. Right. So I think that's my journey into sort of through education and rugby hand in hand. Never actually got to put the. Um, you know the degree to use for a few years because I was lucky enough to be playing, playing rugby and, and doing a bit of traveling around playing some rugby um, until I got to about twenty-five and I was playing and I was in I was at London Irish at the time and I was on loan. I wasn't getting much game time and I was still trying to scratch around trying to make some money and I was on loan at a, a club and the club said to me, well, "Why don't you just play for us and we'll get you a job as well." Um, so the job was in recruitment, as most people fall into, right? It was in recruitment, but it was um, tech recruitment, and and that's when, uh, yeah, that's when I sort of developed a passion for for sales. I say a passion, but uh, I guess I I liked it because I was I showed a bit of promise in it, and I could see myself improving. It was something new to me, so I think it was quite quite fun to have a new career without realizing it at the time. I guess.
0: Nice, nice. That's really cool, and it's quite rare that we have professional rugby players or ex-professional rugby players on the pod what was it like being a being a rugby player and are there any skills or traits that you've taken from that career path into your sales tech sales journey today
1: yeah 100 percent. loads is the answer and um, i mean what it was like being a rugby player it was it was great i mean i guess if you if you ask every rugby player they'll have different elements of it because you know you could some of the guys that i was looking enough to play with that you know went on to play for England, British Lions and, you know, incredibly successful, you know, their journey was a little bit different to mine, right? And um, I was was, uh, sort of scratching around trying to get game time in, you know, regular first team spots and, you know, big contracts and fighting the sort of, you know fighting with your mates to try and get, you know, that last big contract or, you know, that spot for next season. So it was, it was tough from a lot of it, but I mean, don't get me wrong. There's lots of fun that's involved with it. Great training. You you don't realise that you you know, you make friends for life um, through rugby. And, uh, you know, I certainly have done and um, it's it's an incredible journey. But yeah, I think depending on where you're at within that um, journey and and actually relating that to business now, you know, seeing some of those Mm. guys. Who have gone on to be very successful in their careers and, and play to their to their 35 right and look, looking up to play to 35 and now coming yeah. out of rugby and and having to start their journey in in the in the business world. Um, and now I'm quite grateful that I managed to to have uh, the ability to to get in 10 years ago and and, and have a you know a great career um, and and the ability to you know kick on in my career and have that 10 years behind me where some guys are starting fresh. So swings and roundabouts. Uh, and yeah. if you talk about traits, Jack, I guess the um, you know, the, the, the most obvious one is competitiveness, right? Like that's what people look for. I, I I you know make a lot of hires and you know, if anyone is from a sporting background, you know they're going to be competitive. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they, you know, they they want to be the best and they want to be better than everyone else, but they want to better themselves and beat their own performances and improve on themselves. And I think that's a level of competitiveness that you can always um, you know, bring into sales in any capacity. So I think that's the the obvious trait. And then things like discipline, right? Um, things like sport, professional sport, and particularly rugby. You know, they teach you just the basics that you don't realise. But if you're late, you can be dropped. You know, you get fined. Right. You know, if so, timekeeping and being punctual and on time, and you know, uh, arriving in the right uniforms and all the all the basics um or what we think of basics might not be basics to somebody who's you know never done that before right and never had exposure to um you know a requirement like that so i think that's also something that you you naturally take over and just become become coachable because if you're good at sport you have to be coachable yeah and if you're going to be good at sales you have to be coachable you can have all the natural talent but to maximize that you need to be coachable
0: definitely no I completely agree and also i guess the ability to handle um well the ability to handle pressure and still operate at a high level because i know um with well, the listeners you played a bit of international rugby was it for for wales there was it was it what level was that was that when
1: you yeah were, no, that's that's fence. no it's it, ireland it was yeah so I played ireland. For, yeah ireland under 18s and then 19s and 20s so i was lucky enough to um you know represent ireland uh at uh yeah up to under twenties, um, which was good fun. Um and yeah, some good traveling and uh, yeah, very competitive, a good insight into um, you know you get to spend some time with the first team sometimes and you get to get to see, you know, the guys at the very top, which was which was great. And I was lucky enough to, to be around Gloucester at that time as well. So, obviously, Premiership team as well. So, yeah, there's lots of insights into the guys at the top. Um, you know, when I started, when I was 18, you know, the the big names there, club captains were, you know, Mike Tindall, right? You know, obviously a very famous name in the sport and people are like that you look up to and you try and, you know, see what they're doing and learn from them. Um, so, it was... Uh, yeah, lots to take in right and um, lots of crossovers from the the pressure environment that you referred to you know because it's such a results driven industry sport and and so is sales you know it's numbers you know and you can you if you're not applying the feedback and not remaining coachable and you're not hitting your numbers in sales right it's very difficult to then be successful and you can apply the same to, to rugby if you're not you know getting the results you need as a team or as, as an individual in that team, you're not working on the things you've been asked to work on and applying those in training and in games. Again, you're going to struggle. So again, great, great references, reference points for, for both. Love that.
0: No, Thanks. Thanks so much for sharing. And I guess why why tech? You know, I know when we we, we first met, you, you mentioned you're passionate about um, getting more ex-athletes, especially ex-rugby players, into the tech industry. Why is that? And do you mind just, for those that are tech curious or sales curious, uh, giving a bit of a background to why it's such a rewarding industry to be in.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's a really good question. um I guess why for me was was a a bit of luck initially because i went to tech recruitment and i don't consider myself technical i think that's one thing to point out you don't have to be technical to work in tech right you just have to be um knowledgeable around a product or or what the service that you're selling right um so I, i would consider myself technical but i was selling my services to organizations to place devops engineers web developers app developers right so you have to have technical conversations um but I think that's something that you naturally pick up. And um, for me as well, within sport, it's really interesting to see if you ask people what industry they would wanna go into, they, they, they either have no idea or they end up, especially in rugby, either in the, in London in insurance or, or, or end up in tech, right? And yeah. I think tech, sorry, there's some building work on outside typically, but with tech, um, it's, a, it's a growing industry. It's a, it's a strong industry because, it's only ever going to be more prevalent in our lives than less. So the security there, right? And I think that's something that people will look for. And it's such a huge space. There's room for everybody. I think so few industries now uh, are not overly saturated where you feel daunting going in there. I am not an industry expert, so I'm never going to be successful. You can go into tech with no with no knowledge and come out with you know a good story, some money in your back pocket, you know, a career, um, a, a business, whatever it is, right? And um, yeah. 100%. 100%. Fast,
0: hundred um, percent, and there's fast, fast progression. Right, this as you mentioned, there's unlimited, you know, space to grow. But typically, you come in as maybe an entry level salesperson with no prior experience and earn thirty 000 to forty thousand as a base salary, with maybe fifteen thousand on top of commission. And you can progress quickly into an end to end sales role, account executive, even higher up, and be earning. You know within three years um close to six figures if, if not that so there's definitely a lot of earning potential within the the tech space but also sales because you have the commission element as well so 100 um, percent,
1: yeah i mean that's where the sports people are driven because they you're aiming for commission you're aiming for more all the time you're always driving and i think that's where they're successful in sales is because they're not happy with a basic salary within sales and, and tech sales you know typically like you say alluded to commission structures are, are pretty favorable um because of the money that's in tech and you know if you're incentivized by that if you're you've got that person personality where you're driven to be at the top of leaderboards and the top of you know you, you know and, and and people giving you ego a bit of a boost um which some sports people like right um, and yeah. then um then yeah it's, it's a good marriage
0: epic and as this is sales and sports podcast I just want to pivot back to sports what do you make of the new um tackling laws in rugby and also
1: what what do you think about the world cup going forward who's who's going to win it yeah two good questions um how long have we got but the first yeah the first point on tackling laws i mean i'm probably the least knowledgeable around this to ask because i'm was typically always the smallest and the 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 lightest in the team so i was (laughs) not renowned for my tackling um but uh yeah certainly happy to hear that someone wouldn't be ripping my head off but um I, yeah it's very tough at the moment the, the, i look at it from two points of view because i know lots of people through rugby who have had to retire through head injuries or, or sustained serious injuries myself I, i've got a load of injuries now that you know i wish i would have sorted out when i was younger and so i i i, I completely understand that they need to address player welfare and that should be the priority i yeah. just I just don't know how they're going to do it. And obviously they've gone down the, the the tackling laws. Practically, I don't think they can apply it, you know, like a pick and go around rugby. I know without getting too technical, how are you going to be able to tackle someone below the chest if they're only six inches off the ground in the first place? It's, it, yeah. it, you know, there's lots of ambiguity around it. So that's, you know, that's one thing to, so I would fear for the sport a little bit um, and the development of the sport. I think, you know, it is something revolutionary is going to happen soon. Um more rule changes whatever that may be uh, mm-hmm. and obviously in rugby now and, and that's why people are falling out of rugby earlier than they perhaps were pre-pandemic and they're falling into sales roles or tech roles maybe earlier in their career than they would like unfortunately um mm-hmm. those people i would say you know take the positives because you can build a career a lot earlier that'll set you up for 30 years and there's more your passion that you want to do rugby but there's yeah. always a silver lining it's, 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 who's going to win the world cup uh I'm gonna go with Ireland, Ireland I, I think I think New Zealand will but I think I am obviously gonna cheer for Ireland I'm gonna push yeah obviously you can tell by my Irish accent right but uh, yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna support Ireland and I'm gonna give them a bit of a chance maybe a final or semi-final nice yeah I think I think
0: you?
1: you got any money on anyone
0: I'd say I'd say France being the hosts yeah um but yeah I think I think I think it's gonna be a European team given the home advantage so
1: We'll see. Obviously, you can't rule out South Africa. They want they want to keep the trophy, but and they're typically not too, a lot of those guys play in Europe, and they're not too bothered around the You know, the time changes the time zone difference isn't much of an issue for them. So I, I I would put them down as a strong contender. Always, mm-hmm. you wouldn't play with South Africa. But... I, think, I
0: think um Australia will be a wild card as well with Eddie Jones. who will rile them up. So you never know. you have gotta well in Europe
1: with with those guys, right? Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I'm I'm actually looking forward to it now. It's probably it could be our last world cup where we you know before we see the game completely change mm-hmm. again I'm wrong but that's just how i perceive it and um yeah i'm thinking you know this will be a one to save hopefully yeah but it's I, great I, crazy to, as well to see
0: the the clubs so i'm a london wasp fan or wasp fan, and seeing the demise of them and worcester and even london irish in a, a bit of trouble so it's a shame to see that and one last thing for me is is there three of three and four g pitches are like the artificial turf yeah pairs, on that, some of the injuries that come out of those pitches it's
1: like, wow. yeah i mean originally i was a massive fan of them because i like i alluded to i was shorter and lighter so you know if it's a boggy pitch or a muddy pitch it doesn't really benefit me i, I used to use my footwork and mm. uh, so the idea of a 4g pitch was like my favorite thing and that's what we trained on when i from when i was 18 so i was so lucky but actually what i didn't realize was it was destroying my body and my, my hamstrings my glutes and you know uh, my back because of it and as i got older yeah i ended up getting my injuries on 4g pitches both my Achilles i snapped one on the Achilles tendon and the other one went as well recently so it was and that was just from running around on a on a 4g um i mean there's some amazing pitch i love playing on them um still um, you know the, the Saracens ground is lovely, um but yeah, they do bring their headaches. Um, mm-hmm. And different approach if you're going to play in one week in, week out, you know, and and the injuries that you get are different, and you have to manage, you know, low manage a lot differently. And yeah, it's, it's difficult, but you have to weigh up the pros and cons. Do you want to be playing on a four G pitch, or is the game going to get cancelled in December because it's freezing and rock hard because it's frozen, or you know, fr- um, waterlogged? Yeah, you know, it's. Yeah, um, true. Yeah, you've got to weigh up. But, yeah, they are fun. But I think when you're young, they're great. When you get a bit older, you're thinking, just bring me a bit of soft grass, you know, and uh, look after yeah. the body. So, yeah, it's funny to see the two uh, the two angles.
0: Love it. Love it. Well, I've really enjoyed having you on and enjoyed the conversation. So, thanks so much. One last thing for me. Where can people find you if someone's looking to transition out of uh, yeah absolutely. sport? What's the best way to get in touch with you? And yeah, what... just
1: add me on. In. so just again it's matthew betty uh but just add me on linkedin drop me a message if they've listened and they you know just want to inquire about it um you know and uh and, and i'll always i've always tried to be helpful to people coming out of sport because i know how hard it can be to start a new career you know make p- potentially in your mid-20s all the way through to your mid-30s you know coming out of, of sport and starting again is is really daunting but if if you've got the traits that made you successful in sport then you'll have some traits that will make you successful in in tech and sales. So, um, yeah, please reach out if you do. And, and, and if I can't help directly, I'll try and find the people that can.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much, Matt. Absolutely legend. Uh, keep in touch. We'll circle back offline.
1: No, it's been a pleasure, Jack. Thanks for having me. And, um, you know, I, I hope to keep in touch. Take care. Thanks, man. Cheers, man. Bye-bye. Bye.